Sunday night show presented to you by Company Burger, located at 4600 for Red Street and the Rusty Nail. Going to talk about CJ McCollum if he's an all star. Also, Christian Clark of Noel.com is going to join us, going to give us some updates on Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson before we get into the show. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. Let's get into the show. All right, got Lido in studio. Chaz, as always, virtual. Chaz, how you doing tonight, man? Uh, I'm hanging in there, bro. How's everything going there? Oh, good. Um, I just watched the Vikings. Kirk Cousins is just... Yeah, Lito told me this his only playoff win was against the Saints. I think that's just crazy. But yeah, playoff Kirk Cousins. Um, let's get into it. Uh, Lito, I'll start with you first. Yes, sir. Um, your boy JV had another great, just a monster game Friday night. We're not, you know, we, we've we've given him his flowers and given him his flowers on Twitter. Yeah, um, he was our company burger player of the game. Yeah, but let's talk about another guy, Christian. Christian, uh, CJ McCollum. Yeah, uh, CJ is 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 playing some all-star level basketball now is he going to make the all-star game that's in question there's a lot of good guards out there but is he deserving of an all-star appearance i mean i think he's been deserving for a while not just this year i think you could name a couple years beforehand that he should have made the team or could have made the team kind of like the mike conley situation like he was he was good enough during those runs he had in memphis where he should have made an all-star team but i mean his last 11 he's averaging He's shooting 51 from three, like 51% from three. That 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 is a, a you know, I, what more can I say about that, right? And I think this is the, I think he's averaging a career high in assists this year. He is. Um, I'm going to pull up that size you talk right now. I want to say 6.8. Don't quote me on that. Uh, um, I, I feel like, you know, when you have – the talent that we have, especially the talent that it, that's out right now, man, CJ, he holding the ship down, bro. Six, he's averaging five point nine assists a career high. He's averaging he, his careers. Uh, he averages three point five assists. You you um, got to talk about my state there. Like you come into the season knowing you got to help. You know, a healthy Zion, a healthy Bi. You got a team with Bi, Zion, Jv. You know, Trey's gonna need shots. You came in with the, he came in with the mind state of I got to get these guys the ball and and the, and the thing you know I've I've always said about I call him New Orleans dance instructor for anybody who doesn't know the thing I say about the instructor is that like he can get his shot regardless right, right. he can get he can he can wait till the second half if he wants to because it's just a rhythm with him once he gets a couple dribbles in I know everybody was you know they were stressing over him coming back from COVID his shot was a little. It, it was flat. It was flat. And you can see the difference in the shot now. Like, he has legs. And he, boy, he using them. Boy, he is. <laughs> he, he's been great. And, and Lito, what I liked about CJ, I'm about to get to Chaz, though, is what I liked about CJ's game, he's getting everybody involved, and he's getting everybody involved early, early mm-hmm. on. Um, but Chaz, you know, this team, right, we need to see it with Brandon and Zion Williamson. Um, and I, we still haven't figured out that part. But first, before we get into that, what have you, what have you liked from CJ? Because I feel like, with all the injuries, especially with Brandon and especially with Zion, he has taken it to another level. He's gotten fully healthy uh, from COVID, the flu, etc. I mean, what have you liked about his game over this last, you know, three weeks? Um, I would say he's a. Uh... <laughs> He's, he's doing what's asked of him. I'll say that he's doing what's asked, what's well, asked get, of him. Get further into that. He, look, he looks like 
he looks to be in great shape. I know we, he came into the year um, not in the best shape. You can see that he's in better shape now. Um, making a lot of tough shots. Uh, I think he's, I think the thing I think he's doing really well is playing defense. I, I thought his defense has been really consistent most of the year. Uh, before even before these injuries, I, I thought he's played some really uh, solid to good defense. Truthfully, um, Safnet man, availability is the best skill. Man, he's been available in uh, in the role he's in right now. He's excelling, and so you can't ask for more than that. But Chaz, your main point though, and what you've been driving home this entire year is what does this team look like with Brandon Zion and CJ? Mm-hmm. Obviously, we're still waiting on Brandon Zion probably early to mid-February. Is that something to worry about, I guess, a little bit, about how those three are still going to work together? Because if you think about it, they didn't really get much uh, you know, preseason ball you know, because no. Brandon was out. They haven't really gotten much practice. Is that something to worry about You know, moving forward here into the All-Star break and then eventually into a playoff run? Absolutely. I think, um, in my opinion, as it pertains to CJ specifically, nothing he's doing matters. In my opinion. And I say that because it's not going to be the role that he's asked to play when everyone is healthy. And I feel like I know what a team looks like with CJ as the number one option. So until you get all these guys together and you see CJ excelling in that third as the third option, then, you know, it's hard. I'm happy for him as an individual player. But for from a team standpoint, this is a house of cards. Like CJ is going to get tired at some point. He's already kind of when you watch CJ in some of the fourth quarters, like he's starting to wear down a little bit late third, fourth quarter. So that's going to carry on at some point. Luckily, they had like a two-game or well, two-night break uh, after their Pistons game. But you got to get these guys back or you got to get CJ and JV some help because you don't want to wear these guys out. Yeah, and you had a, you, I'm going to let you go. You had a great segment uh, on YouTube. If you, if you haven't checked it out, Hot Takes Chaz, Chaz uh, you had a, a really good five-minute segment on that. But Lito, it looks like you wanted to get – I just uh, I just wanted to say something. Chaz, <clears throat> with, all, with all due respect, Chaz mm-hmm. said that what he's doing now doesn't matter. I disagree, respectfully, of course. I disagree because, <laughs> yo, Chaz, without him right now, <laughs> we don't have nothing. Like, it, his again, in his last five games, you, he's giving you 26, 28 – 28, 34, 38. Like, without that, like, you you, you could count them as losses because there's nobody else on the team who can erupt in that magnitude to, to even keep you in a game, right? So that's right. that's that, 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 so that, that was the only point I had. Like, you know, you, you, and I, and I do feel what you're saying. Like, when it comes back, when he comes back to play with the starters, it, it won't matter because he can't control the, the, the tempo of the game, he can't control the ball like that. He can't dominate. Uh, the ball on one side of the floor. I will say this too: in his last five games, he's averaging a block. I was he's you know Chaz makes a great point. He's been playing really good. De- I think he's been playing good defense all year, and we're talking yeah, about just effort so wise. Uh, but Chaz, another thing that you had mentioned early on uh, in one of our recaps, in my opinion, when Zion went out, we went through this long stretch. I gave you a list of games. We had to win the games that we need to win the game. Like, you know, the games that yeah. – the winnable games, won. right? The, the Pistons. Uh, right. You know, the, I don't think the Thunder are coming out. Those, they're winning those games. Right. And mm-hmm. maybe eventually, maybe tomorrow, they, they beat Cleveland. Who knows? But what I like, what I liked about CJ is, one, his leadership, and two, his availability. Because, I mean, I didn't think he'd be playing – logging this many minutes. He, he's been 
averaging he's, 35 minutes. He's averaging 35, and that's what I'm a little worried about right now. So I'm, I'm hoping some other guys can come up and step up. But, I, I mean, he's he's doing – he's playing an all-star level. Um, to, another to guy – go I'm ahead. I'm sorry. Charlie. I, I want to add ahead. a little clarity. When, when I say um, – with the Cedar thing, when I say it doesn't matter, in the context – I mean, as far as, like I said, with CJ as your number one option, you kind of have a low ceiling, but you are beating the teams that you, yes. you're supposed to beat. So right. that's that's the good thing. But when you match up against teams, a team like the Celtics, who were, of course, they weren't shorthanded, the top two guys, but they were shorthanded, you know, a couple guys, uh, probably, t- you know, two of the top four, you say that, with uh, Time wow. Lord and Marcus yeah. Smart. Yeah. Or you face another, you face other teams that, um, they may as a collective be or they may be more top heavy, like talent wise. And you we've lost those games. So I think once you go through like a tough a tough stretch during the season, it's I don't I really would hate to see CJ out there, like with the Brooklyn game. Yeah, it was close, but was it ever really that close? Like I would hate to see CJ logging this many minutes and putting forth that much effort. And, and you know, in consistent losing efforts because your top two guys aren't available. Like he played hard in the Brooklyn game, then he had to rest in the Dallas game because he was so tired from the Brooklyn game. So you pretty much punted the Dallas game. So I just don't want to see those things happen. I feel like, man, just target the easy wins, you know, and just go from there. You know, but Chaz, they had shits when they game. They were up. I I was coaching, but they were up at half. Yeah, they were man. up like. Eight or ten yeah. points? Am I off on that? In that Brooklyn game? Yeah. Yeah. They, 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 they were, up, they were the majority. Of, yeah, they were the majority of the game, but it's kind of like, okay, like how long do you expect Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving not, you know, <laughs> to be yeah. Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving? So it was just like that's why in the end, talent always wins out in the end. Hundred percent. You gotta get these guys available. So look to your point, and that's the reason you know the whole fifteen man ain't important thing. Like, mm-hmm. yes, the hell it is, brother. It's always important, right? Yeah. Let's get into another guy that's been really important. I think probably one of the most important players on this roster, and it's Najee Marshall. Um, I remember early on uh, in this year, Najee was getting rotational minutes, and a lot of people were disagreeing with Najee Marshall. He's saying he's not a playoff rotation player. He might even be an NBA player. He might even be on this roster. Um, well, he's only set career highs in basically every offensive category. Lito, I remember watching Najee, you know, in, in the last couple summer leagues and, and early on in a few other seasons, he was trying to do too much. He didn't understand what his role was. Right. He was kind of erratic. He didn't really have a plan. He has a plan. Like, he knows his role and he excels at his role. And I think it's extremely important as, as a basketball player, um, you know, take me through a mindset of a basketball player uh, understanding their role. Because I think that's the one of the most important things that's not really talked about, especially in any level, high school, college, NBA, G League, it doesn't matter. If you understand your role and you can excel at your role, you can be beneficial to any team. And that's what Najee Marshall's been. It's a dangerous thing. A basketball player who knows his role has clarity. You go into a game clear, you don't have to think. It, it, it allows you to be free. It allows you a freedom that you don't necessarily like. I, I heard Drew Holiday say this during his time here under Alvin Gentry. He was like, I don't really know. At times he didn't really know how they wanted him to play or like the the, the particular style they wanted him to play. And you could tell, you know, early in the season with those slow starts, it hampered Drew. Najee 
seems to have, I don't know if the role has been cleared for him or he just said, hell with it, I'm going to clear the role myself. But he's taking on the role of the enforcer. He's taking on the role of just being energetic, getting downhill, just being a guy who attacks. That That is Najee Marshall's bread and butter right there. That that is That in defense will keep him in the NBA. And here's the thing. We're talking about CJ, right? And Najee Marshall, you talked about career highs across the board. In his last five, right? In his last five, he's averaging 20. He's averaging five Ooh. rebounds. He's shooting 40 from three. Wow. I didn't realize that. Um, let's bring – you know what? Now we got – Cole, let's bring Christian Clark in. Christian Clark of uh, NOLA.com, the host of From the Wing Podcast. Join the show. Christian, how are you? What's up, fellas? Doing doing really well. Uh, got back in New Orleans last night. Hopped off that uh, that road trip and doing great, man. Gonna gonna go to uh, Budsy's after this and get some Thai food. Nice. Well, What's up, Christian? <laughs> What's up, man? Um, we're talking about Najee. Uh, let's give me your thoughts on him and just how he's excelled in his role. Uh, you know, this year and and what you've seen from him. I mean, yeah, he's been awesome. I mean, probably the single biggest surprise of the season. Um, I mean, I, they've just been throwing him out there as a starter while all these guys are out and it's gone great. Um, I mean, like he's so good off the dribble. Um, he can do so many different things. And like, you can see him playing with swag too. Like some of the, the passes he's making really feeling himself. Um, I mean, he's, he's a talented player doing stuff off the dribble and, and he really plays hard too on the defensive end and, and has that ability. And I like what Jonas Valanciunas has said too. It's he's like, you could tell Najee Marshall really loves playing basketball, and I, I think that's true. Like Najee Marshall, he was he was kind of one of those guys coming out of high school, like pretty highly touted guy. You know, like there were some issues. He changed schools a bunch. Um, you know, he didn't get drafted. Um, you know, I think I don't know. I don't even want to say it like here, but like he kind of maybe could have got lost in the shuffle, but like he just like f- stayed focused on basketball. And I think what you're seeing now is, is kind of the result of that. Yeah. I mean, well said Christian Chaz, I want to get you in here too, because you, you've been a big fan of Najee Marshall uh, for a while now, but his energy is infectious. Just, just like how Christian just said, he, he loves the game. He loves to play the game and, and he, he's kind of like the enforcer, obviously, you know, he has the nickname and everything like that, but what have you seen from his game that, that you've liked this year? One thing I appreciate so much about Najee, aside from his availability, is that, um, you know, he's just like the perfect – I mean, he's elevated his game to be more than an energy guy. But you love a guy like Najee doing like the lows of the season or when you get injuries. You love a guy that's always going 100 miles an hour. Um, And on top of that, I mean, most role players, they tend – you know, their games tend to not travel well. Najee's been consistent. I know what I'm going to get from Najee every night be it um at home on the road um i just love that he's um you know taking time to consistently improve his game you know what i'm saying um i know last year one of his goals was not was not to spend much time on the bench and uh this year is you know it's coming to fruition and he's taking full advantage of that opportunity so credit to Najee, man Let's get Christian Clark joining us from nola.com and from the wing pod christian um let's get into this one uh brandon ingram have you do you have an update on anything with him uh has he resumed any practice or any updates regarding uh brandon ingram yeah i did i was not able to go to uh the pelicans practice in cleveland today um but, but he's listed as out 
Uh, you know, it's it's really frustrating. You know, Brandon said before this trip, I think he told ESPN he was hopeful to play on the road trip. Tomorrow will be the 25th game. You know, he's missed with the toe contusion. Um, you know, I think like one one player and his injury you can compare him to. Brandon is dealing with the toe contusion. Desmond Bain of of the Memphis Grizzlies had a grade two toe sprain, which is a worse injury. Um, and you know, Desmond Bain missed 17 games, and tomorrow will be 25 for Brandon Ingram. So, you know, like, look, there could be some other stuff like going on besides just the toe contusion. But for, from what I've heard, like, it's just it's pretty minor stuff. And and from what I've been told, it's kind of it's kind of been Brandon's call for a while. I mean, I think obviously they'll need like one or two practices under his belt. Like there's some hoops he has to jump through before he plays again. But it's it's mostly on him at, at this point, you know, from what I've been told. So let me ask you this question. What's the difference between I think earlier we were told turf toe and then it did it get upgraded to a toe contusion? No, it's it's been a toe contusion okay. the entire time, which has been, you know, one of the more frustrating things about this. I think when he left that Grizzlies game, which was the day after Thanksgiving, I think they were worried, okay, this could be a, a toe sprain. And they checked him out. You know, he had a bunch of medical imaging done. He's had medical imaging done, I think, multiple times, you know, during his long layoff. And and it's been like conclusive that, no, it's it's not a toe sprain. It it doesn't, you know, like hit like it, it, the characteristics of a toe sprain. Like he does not have that. So I think that's what's been frustrating about it. I mean, it, it seems like some pretty minor stuff. I was gonna, just <laughs> just one more. I'm sorry. Like you, you when you say it's been Brandon's call that. Meaning, like, basically, it's 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 his say when he when he goes or not. Yeah, yeah. I mean, from my understanding, that's that's correct. I think if he, you know, decided, okay, I want to come back Wednesday against the Miami Heat, that like my read on the situation as the Pelicans be like, awesome, like <laughs> practice, play in a stay fit game, play it a little five on five, and you're good. Like they would be overjoyed. I don't I don't think this is a situation and hasn't been for a while where the Pelicans are like. Well, we can't have you out there. We're we're worried about you getting re-injured again, which was the case with Zion last year. You know, like that was a, a whole different situation. Like that was the Pelicans saying, No, you're not ready yet. Like that's not what is happening here at all. Yeah, and hey. I you know, Chaz, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, hey Christian. Um I want to be careful how I craft this question. With with Brandon and um the number of injuries he sustained, you know, so far this season already. Um is it a, or even dating back to last year? Is it a situation when you say it's frustrating? Is it a situation where the frustration is mounting across the organization? Where the front office is frustrated, staff frustrated, brand is frustrated, medical staff is frustrated. Like because it seems like um, Brandon, you know, he tends to take a little more time to heal than some other guys. I mean, of course, we're not in his body; we don't we don't know what he's feeling. But do you think that frustration or that confusion is beginning to mount across the entire organization? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think that's accurate to say. I mean, you definitely like have heard some stuff from Pelicans, you know, like just inside the organization of, you know, when's when's he coming back? Like, this is this is probably something that a lot of guys would just try to play through. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I think that is fair to say. I don't. I mean, it, it is tough to talk about because it's like there's only one person who knows exactly what he feels in his foot, and that's Brandon Ingram. Um, you know, like injuries are, are all unique. Like no, no one is the same. So it, it is kind of tricky, but yeah, I would, I think it's accurate to say that like there 
his frustration through that throughout the organization about how long this has taken. And I think there has been for a while too. Like this is, this is kind of nuts. Like this is more than a quarter of the season. Yeah. Uh, Christian about the other superstar, uh, Zion Williamson, have you, uh, any updates with him? Uh, obviously he got some work in, we saw, I think it was either your, I think you also videoed it, but, uh, also Lopez, um, he was getting some free throw work in, uh, any updates on Zion? Yeah. I mean, I think he's still got a week and a half until he's hit that three weeks of, of reevaluation period. Um, you know, like hamstring strains are tough injuries for any basketball player and especially one as explosive as Zion, but kind of the, the word I've heard is that like Zion really wants to get back on the court. Um, I think he would like to play in the all-star game. He's also got some, you know, like financial incentive to get back on the court. Um, you know, if he's able to make first team all NBA this year, his, his starting salary, you know, on his next contract would be 30% of the cap. And if he makes second team or third team or doesn't make all NBA team at all, it's only 25%. So there's a pretty significant hike for him monetarily if he can make first team all NBA. And I think he was certainly in that mix before he got injured. Um, and I, I think Zion throughout his career, he's always wanted to get back as soon as possible. It's just, you know, like conditioning issues, um, organizations worried about him getting hurt again. Those are the things that have kept him out longer than, you know, like a lot of people would have liked, but like Zion consistently has always been a guy who's like, like I want to play as soon as I can. You know, it's kind of been other stuff that's held him back. Hey, Christian, two part question here. Um, so first question or first part of the question, how is, how is uh, EJ Liddell, how is his rehab going? And secondly, happy to see Kyra back. He still looks like he, you know, he's as quick as he was last season, maybe a little bit quicker. Um, I guess my question there is like, I would like to see him more in, in games, in actual game situations. Is there anything to why he isn't playing? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's a good question. I mean, you you could, I think you could make a case that like he could be getting the Devonte Graham minutes, and and they would be no worse off than than they are right now. Um, I mean, I, I think you know, like Willie looks at Devonte Graham, and he's like, look, this is a guy who you know was in the starting lineup and like helped me turn around the season last year, and and two, I think you know, like just look at the contract too. Um, you know, like Devontae Graham makes a lot. And if you, if you like just completely sit him on the bench, like does that impact his trade value at all? Um, and I think too, the other aspect of it is like the Pelicans don't have a ton of outside shooting and, and, you know, Kyra might, might be able to do like some other things better than Devontae. But I think you could like say Devontae is probably a better outside shooter than, than Kyra right now. Um, but like, that's kind of, the one spot I look at is like, maybe he could be getting minutes there. I like Kyra Lewis jr. Like I think he'll be a player in the NBA. I mean, I don't, I don't know if they will be here or somewhere else. Cause they have Jose now and he's kind of like entrenches the backup point guard, but like, I think he's going to be good. I think he's going to be something in the NBA. Yeah. And you see him, you see him working out all the time, but you know, Christian, I, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show. The last thing, I, last question I got for you is with trade rumors uh, swirling around, things like that. Who's who's a, who's a player you'd like to see target, or the uh, the Pelicans target here on the next couple months? Yeah, I mean, I think like the two things they would they would like to maybe improve is is some more shooting on the wing and maybe add a little rim protection. Um, I mean, I, I think I think there's a good chance we see them, you know, add shooting on the wing. I like Boyan Bogdanovich in Detroit a lot. I know. 
He's going to be a guy who's coveted by a lot of different teams. Um, I think Malik Beasley in Utah would be a, a really interesting name. I mean, the guy can absolutely shoot the cover off the ball. Like if he came here, he would be a bench guy. I think it would be a pretty natural role for him. Um, those are two of the names. And then, you know, if, if the Raptors decide to move OG on an OB, I mean, I think you have to, to definitely have some like hard conversations about, well, do we want to give up a, a ton for this guy? Because he'd be such an excellent fit. I just, I just don't know whether they're going to like make him available or not. Yeah. Uh, Christian can't thank you enough for joining, man. Uh, once again, Christian Clark, Pelicans beat writer for NOLA.com and host of From the Wing Pie. Make sure you follow him at C Clark underscore 13. Christian, I'll see you hopefully soon. Uh, I know y'all were back in town. So uh, glad you joined the show. Um, thanks for everything. Hey, fellas. Thank you. Thanks, Christian. Thanks, Christian. Be good, man. You guys too. This podcast is sponsored by the Birdsaw Law Firm, the official injury lawyers of Boot Crew Media, located at 918 Poitras Street by the Superdome. Give them a call at 504-523-5413 if you or someone you know has been involved in an accident. Be sure to mention that we sent you Birdsaw Law Firm, the official law firm of Boot Crew Media. Uh, Leo, you wanted to shout somebody out? I want to give you this. Oh, yes. Please, before I forget. Please, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I want to give a shout out to the good people at 360 Wellness. Uh, the homegirl Janae, she told me she was a fan of the show. She watches the show, she checks in. So if anybody, you know what I'm saying, I went over there to get some cupping. She got me right. If y'all need some body maintenance, please go see her. I swear to God, like it, it, she's fire. Shout out. There you go. Uh, I got chat. a question. I, I I got there's a lot to unpack there. All right, uh, all right, cool. Because <laughs> Chad's actually texted me, he had a question, but you want to go ahead and I, I just want to know how do y'all feel? How do y'all feel about hearing that like this is Brandon's call? I'm gonna let Chaz go. Chaz, let's you can go, Chaz. Uh, I'll give you the <laughs> I'll give you the platform. Let's you well, can read my face. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, truthfully, it's nothing we didn't know already. You know, you know what's funny? People act like we don't cover the team. Like people act like we just like we just guessing our way through this. We've said this. We've been saying this for weeks, right? Well, months at this point, right? Um, truthfully, I think, um, of course, you can't really say how another person is feeling physically, but at the same time, this is not. You can't. One of your cornerstones can't be rarely available. You, you know what I'm saying? You at this point, you got two guys who are rarely available, um, and that's just not. A sustainable way to win. I mean, you see it. You're even seeing it with the Clippers right now, and um, you know they're trying to. You know they're kind of chugging along, but at the same time, if you are going to build around guys like that, your draft, you have to hit on all your draft picks. You got to hit on all your free agent acquisitions. You have to hit on all your trades, and so far that hasn't been the case here. So with Brandon, you know, essentially, look, man, that's what I always say when people be putting Brandon in certain conversations. I always have my reservations because I'm like, eh. I don't know about that. There's not enough data to support that. So I'm not surprised by what I heard because we already knew it. And um, hopefully they, this team, the front office has to make a decision as to which direction to go in. Do you want to continue down this path or do you want to pivot and extract some value while there still is some value? Well, I'm glad you brought value because I'm going to let you go here, Leo, in a second because I was driving home today. I was talking with my buddies. Uh People forget that, like, when Brandon does play, he's really good. I mean, Brandon, mm -hmm. I understand, as you said, the best availability is ability or the best ability is availability. Um, he's got to play. I, I, I completely agree, but you know, like, people, people quickly forget how good Brandon Ingram is. I mean, Chaz, how the saying go? 
Can't make the club in the tub. Can't That's make really the club in the tub. I don't necessarily know if people forget, but like if they don't see it, if it's not in front of their face, then they just don't like the 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 recollection, the the memory bank of fans in general is so is so small that like you know what I'm saying like it it it, it, it for instance you you heard the same thing about Zion last year like there was so much I, well if he's not gonna be healthy if he's not this if he's not this like we gotta figure out what we and now you see him play and you're like <laughs> the hell are we talking about <laughs> you know like right, what, right. what y'all what were y'all talking about because. Right. That right, <laughs> yeah, but nah, man. I, I think I think when Brandon is a obviously you know what he does when he's available, he's he's a top, I don't know what 2025 player. I mean, in my opinion, I mean Chaz will probably have a different opinion. Um, but when he's actually playing, like I'm not that's not a shot at you, Chaz. I, I I'm just saying everyone has a different opinion. Uh right, right. I, I, I believe so. Like he's a really good basketball player. So like yeah. I I just I got a top 25 as well. Yeah, okay. Well, I, I'm just saying I, I'm not ready to like give up on him. I'm not ready to ship him. Like he's got to mm-hmm. play. I completely agree. But at the same time, like what is, that's why I posted this whole thing. Like people, like we posted this tweet today about, you know, he, uh, once again, branding him is listed out. Then a minute later, he posts on a story and it's a weird caption that we can't say. Um, <laughs> and so I posted it out and everyone's like, Oh, this is nothing. And blah, blah, blah. Well, it might be something. I don't know. Well, we don't know because we're, we're not really told anything. We don't really necessarily know what's going on. I just want to see all I know is that I want to see Brandon Ingram back because I because when you get Brandon Zion and CJ clicking Chaz, if these three can click together, they're one of the best teams in the league. I feel like the thing that I mean, I, I say this every week. I come in here, I come on Chaz's Chaz's platform. I was on Schmidt's platform yeah. the other day. I keep saying the same thing. Wait, hold up. I want to stop you. You have your own platform too now. Literally, God, we gotta make sure you well, shout I mean, that yeah, out. Yeah, you, you, was, you had the original platform, right? Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. You are the platform. <laughs> Come on, guys, stop <laughs> No, but I, I, I'm saying I think the thing that will help the situation is clarity. I think clarity would clarity will help the situation. That would give. When you say clarity, because you you talked about turf toe, we heard. I thought I, I thought someone I heard, someone I, in the organization did say turf toe. I can say a name. They said turf toe. I swear I heard turf toe. They certainly say turf. I swear I, I heard turf. I was covering that game. Sorry about the uh, fire. <laughs> fire going by right now, on Magazine Street. Um, yeah, that that was we kind of knew about that stuff, but it was you know they can't thank Christian Clark enough for uh, for coming on. Um, let's get into the last segment of the show, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports bank partner of Boot Crew Media. Uh, Cole, let's put up that tweet uh, that I posted out today. Chaz, we'll start with you. Uh, mm-hmm. I said. Who would you trade out of these four? Um, I put somebody that would stir the pot in Fred Van Fleet because a lot yeah. of people don't like him, right? Uh, right? I put a former, I put a former player, Buddy Heald, and then I put my me and Chaz did a, a show on this guy, Belian Bogdanovich, uh, and then a guy that's I think has played LSU uh, and a guy that's really kind of taken off here in the last you know year or so is Nas Reed. Chaz, let's talk Nas Reed first because he's an interesting fit. Uh, and defensively, he's not great, uh, but he's mm-hmm. a, he's a decent rebounder. Uh, yes. He can shoot the three. I, I would right. love to see him next to Zion. Uh, and he, he's athletic. You saw that dunk he had last night. What do you like about Nas? He had three that, dunks last night. He hit three. He had one that like it was like oh wow. Uh, what do you like about him? Um, 
Firstly, I anticipate Nas to have a reasonable contract this offseason. Um, I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off because I don't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry. But the Timberwolves did just say, I think there's a report saying that they're not going to offer him a contract this summer. Right. Is that yeah, go ahead. Yes. Yes, I anticipate him to have a really reasonable contract for the things he offers. Um, <laughs> can stretch the floor somewhat consistently. Um, solid defender in the rim, at the rim. Rebounder provides toughness. Um, I think this front court. Again, we some we say in the offseason, I think this this front court could use help from a guy like that. Um, and I, I think he's just a solid, solid role player who can ascend to an elite role player. And I think if you got an opportunity to lock that guy in next, you know, three, four years, you do it, in my opinion. Yeah, and and look, Jay, you are Mr. JV. And <laughs> you got that smile, you're your attorney, all that stuff. JV, I was talking about again today. He's got good matchups. He's got bad matchups. It's all about the depth, right? Absolutely. I think Larry Nance has been exceptional this year, right? But he's a little undersized. But he's been exceptional this year. He's been great. Yep. But once again, we're starting to see he's starting to get a little injured. I think I kind of running in the ground a little bit early this early on this year. What do you like about Nas Reed's game that could fit with this team? Let me say this. Let me say this first. The team who traded for Rudy Gobert, who thought that he was the missing link to win a championship, I them saying they're not giving a player a, a contract does not move me at all. Nobody knows what they're doing over there. Um, I I like Nas Reed. <laughs> and Nas Reed is better than Rudy Gobert at this point, actually. Wow. So, uh, <laughs> wow. I'm just saying, like he he's he's getting he's he's of of course Rudy plays defense. He's the better like defender, but man, like Nas makes the team more dynamic. Like you don't have to sub Nas Reed out to make a free throw, a, a basic element of being a basketball player. Like <laughs> like you you don't have to. Nas Reed can can pick and pop. He can pick and roll. He dunked all over Cleveland last night. Uh, he he's a decent rebounder. He's not super athletic, but knows how to use his body. Man, I'm a Nasri fan, man. Like, like Chad said, that's a guy. If he's available, I w- I would have no problem giving up a roster spot to, for for one of our bigs for him. It's an easy move, Chaz. You're you're really good with this stuff. Mm-hmm. Nas reads an, is it a home run move? No, but it's it's no. a productive move that makes your team better. Because people are gonna look at Nas Reed right now and go there, go to his box score, or whatever, and be like, I don't know, average 10 4. Like, eh, I, I, I just look at the bigs on a roster and tell me what they average on, I, I, on our roster. Yeah, is, is Jackson Hayes considered a big? Or I don't consider that? him a bad. I'm no mind. We got yeah. Billy Hurley Gomez. I mean, he was uh, they don't trust him. Willie doesn't trust him for whatever reason. <laughs> Willie does not believe in whatever Billy brand. He doesn't believe in double double Billy, he, he doesn't believe in it. So I'll say this, man. You go get Nashville. Because I'm I'm not one of the people that, like, overvalue the talent on this roster. I think you go get Nashville. He immediately becomes a top seven player on this team. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Credit to Najee. You know what I'm saying? And, and I mean this in the best way. Najee is probably the sixth best player on this roster. After you're starting five, then it's like Najee and everybody else. Najee, Jose, you know what I'm saying? And then everybody else. It's like, we're going to keep it real. Let's keep it real. Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't think I don't think um, this roster is uh, as solidified as some people think for them to turn their nose up at some player. Because I don't think anyone's ever going to be good enough for some people. Kevin Durant wasn't good enough. <laughs> Gary, Trent, Gary, Gary Trent Jr. wasn't good enough. 
DeJounte Chaz. Murray wasn't good. Okay, I'm about to say, how do like, you not lead off with DeJounte Murray? <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's just it's no one's ever good enough for the all this youth in development. You know what I'm saying? No one's Chaz. ever good enough. Chaz, let me ask you a question. You said mm-hmm. he was the sixth best player on the team besides the starters. Yes. Do you think that Herb is better than Najee? I think I think what Herb offers is more valuable than Najee. Um, I think Najee is a guy like the pace Najee plays at. I don't think you can do that for forty eight minutes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I think Najee coming into the game, attacking downhill, getting the other team in foul trouble, getting to the free throw line, knocking down free throws, giving you a good you know anything between eight and twelve points. I think that's extremely valuable. But, you know, I'm going to ask Herb to guard the other team's best player. You know what I'm saying? Herb, you know, he he can't cut, finish at the rim, does get mm-hmm. to the line, knock down his free throws. I think um, I I would give Herb the, Herb the nod just because I value more what Herb does. But I'll, I'll say if someone wanted to make those two interchangeable, I wouldn't be upset at that. I'm glad you just said that, Chaz. I'm glad you said that because – I know Herb had had a great year. He hasn't. Mm-hmm. But he, we talk about this every day. The dude impacts the games in several ways. Several ways. You want to? No, no, no. I just. Because he impacts the game in no, several. Because no, no, no. it, it's just so easy to be like, oh, he's a 30%, 29% three point shooter. Are y'all watch, like, do you watch the games on how he impacts the other? Like, yeah, like he's struggling from deep. He's struggling from deep this year. It's okay to admit. But he does other things exceptionally well. I keep using the word exceptionally. I don't know why, but he does. The, <laughs> he, he impacts the game at a high level. Watch the game, people. I'm a Herb Truther. I got someone you. goes. Someone goes trade Herb Jones. Like, I was I almost got. I almost got suspended like you. Well, listen. Oh, wow. If we talking about trading Herb Jones for Kevin Durant, like I was trying to do this summer, then well, yeah. I mean, it's Kevin Durant. No, but they. Yeah. No more. I'm not even going. <laughs> that Chaz, that was that was that was the peak right there cole bring up that uh can you bring up that tweet again because i do Chaz or uh lita i want to start with you first here uh Bojan bogdanovich i i he to me makes he to me makes this team un, unguardable um if 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 they're willing to gang rebound uh, because if you can put Zion at the five and 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 Bojan at the four, and then you get Brandon, CJ, and I don't, I, you can you can figure it out Trey Murphy, whoever. Um, Bojan Bogdanovic, people talk about, well, he's not really good defense. Like he's he's a smart basketball player though. He understands where to be on the court. He shoots the hell out of the basketball. Um, he's a guy that I think takes this team to the next level. Uh, he and I think they're talking about Chaz. I think they're talking about like first round picks and maybe even a player. As well, uh, this team, you know, has a lot of picks and they have a lot of players. Justin, what I've been saying about picks for the past, uh, we can't, I, I can't say it because we'll get uh, in trouble, but it was F them picks, I believe. Hey, you man. said that last week, actually. Hey, man, F them picks. Um, you, you look at the roster, right? And Chaz has said this <clears throat> numerous times, you know. You've said this. I've said this. I feel like Chris Five. We have all said it. I know. I know. There's this narrative of a of a deep roster, and, and I'm not saying it's not deep. It has bodies on it, yes. But are all those bodies playable? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, Bogdanovich is definitely going to add a, a a certain element of 
shooting like you can't just leave Boyan Bogdanovich. No, you can't just you can't just leave him. You you gotta respect it. But if I can if I can add my two cents into it, can you bring up the graphic again? Uh, Cole, please bring up the graphic. Yo, man, I want Buddy Hill because, in my opinion, this team needs. You look. You look at who's out, right? You look at who's not playing. You look at the way we're playing. This team needs a gunner. It needs somebody who, like, with the confidence that Devontae Graham has to take the big shots, but to actually make those shots. Right? <laughs> no diss to Devontae Graham. I'm just speaking he, facts. He, he lets it fly. Like he lets Bro, it fly. It's a yeah. t- you yeah. tip the ball off. It's tip off. The, the ball gets passed to him as soon as he crosses half court and he shoots it. Like, you think I don't want that? Again, this man is 35th all-time in three-point, three-pointers made. It's a fact. 35th. He's 28, I think, 20-something like that. Like, I, I mean, <clears throat> bro, but but bring Buddy home. Bring Buddy. My only, my only honestly, real issue with, with Bogdanovich is I think Bogdanovich is 34. He's uh, buddy's thirty. He's thirty. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't care about age. Go ahead, go. Chaz. We have like five more minutes left. Who do you? Who you got? Um, you know what? I would have to see Buddy's contract, but earlier in the year, I would have. If I'm giving up an asset, I would probably prefer Buddy. But since I, I want to like, I think the big trade acquisition happens this off season, so. I value Bohan's contract more, right? right, right? Yeah. I think even I don't think Bohan or Buddy help you much anyway. If Brandon and Zion is out, is out, like you know what I'm saying? And that's that goes to talk about depth. Your team is only deep. It's deep because you have star players. Once your star players aren't there anymore, your team isn't deep anymore. Like you know what I'm saying? You you losing depth. So I think Bohan is more of a healthy team acquisition. And Buddy is kind of like, you know, he's a guy. I think both of those guys put you over the edge if the team is healthy, right? Um, Chaz, you asked about Buddy's contract. He's making 20 mil this year, then 18 mil the next year. I'm pretty sure I'm pulling it up now. I'm pretty sure Bojan just signed. Yeah, Bojan signed an extension. Is it Bojan or Bojan? Because we we had this whole DeJounte and Deontay. I messed up. Okay. Um, I, I apologize the, the beauty in Boyan's contract is that um, his last season is partially guaranteed. So this offseason, okay. his contract will be virtually an expiring. And look, so he's, he, he signed a two-year deal, 20 mil, uh, 2023 and 19 mil in 2024. I, yeah, didn't, I, didn't I, know, I didn't know his contract. That's the contract, contract right there. Contract, yeah. contract makes him a little bit that's more. That's perfect for the window, too. What when windows aren't real? It's perfect for the future of the team. All right. In the next three years, okay. three or four years. Just remember, guys, windows aren't real. Windows are not I, real. I think That's- if you get them, it's just based on, you know, if you get them, it's just based on the cost, right? If you can get them for, like, Jackson Hayes and salary, then you do that. Because, again, his his contract is this offseason is still valuable, and he helps you now. He's a talented player, super intelligent player. He can put the ball on the ground a little bit. He got a post game. You know what I'm saying? He's somebody from Trey Murphy, you know, potentially to learn from. Mm. You know, it's um, it's a lot. Of, it's a lot of pluses to acquiring Boyan. It, it just depends on what the cost is. And at this point, if you're the Pelicans, you don't necessarily have to be desperate. 
but you do have to start kind of feeling a little bit of the heat to get some reinforcements because uh you can't have two guys that's just out indefinitely. Let me let me say one thing. I'm just I, we were just talking about contracts. There's one guy on that list who was averaging 18, he's averaging five rebounds, he's averaging almost three assists, one steal, and he's shooting 42 from three. Fred Lanfleet. Nah, man, buddy. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm about to say Fred. We could we could just take Fred off that list. Do you think? Hold up. Do you think no, Buddy no. and Miles would be like this package? Like you can't get Buddy without Miles, and you can't get Miles without Buddy. I don't think so. Like you uh, think like? I don't think so. Because there's no point, in Miles Turner. Right? If he's coming again, if Miles Turner is my backup big, I'm cool with it. He's not gonna be a bad. And he's actually said he doesn't want to be a, like he's not coming off the bench. Yeah. Well, what is Chaz? What am I missing on Fred Van Fleet? Listen, I. I was like, like Fred, I just don't like de- his contract. I don't like his contract either. We're talking about windows. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I'm just um, saying he's a championship caliber player. He, I, yes, he's down in three point percentage this year, but like he knows how to win. I think Guys Fred just too Fred. I think Fred is too small, man. For one, I think Fred is a little small. Too small. So too yeah, small. You if, you him, CJ, if you got CJ, if you got CJ, if you play him man. next to CJ, yeah, he's like, too small. And look, Justin, Guys, we played Devontae right. and Jose. We played Devontae and Jose rotate backcourts. Yeah. What are we talking yeah, about? Too but, small. Yeah, but the point is, you don't want to move laterally. You want to move on an incline. Like you don't. You don't wanna... Listen, but, I just and, threw it in there because it would piss people off. Like I threw it in there because I knew I knew people would like get upset by it. But he's not right. this like terrible basketball player. No, no, no. no. I just don't like his contract. I can also, agree with my, my problem with him is he turned down. I think he turned down some crazy from them. Like for a hundred, four years, a hundred million, something. Hundred like mil. He just he turned that down. So can I throw one more name at y'all? Yeah, and mm-hmm. we'll get off. Start with Chaz and Leo close. OG and Anobi. Uh, is it a, is it a, is that an incline or is that a lateral move because of the players we have? I think it's still a lateral move. Truthfully, I know I, I'm sorry. I think it's an incline, but I don't think OG is the guy that puts you over the top. Truthfully, and okay. again, it depends on what the cost is, right? Because I look at it like this. Okay, l- let's say you get you get OG, right? Can OG be your number one option when Brandon and, Z- and Zion isn't playing? And I think that's how you have to evaluate everything, right? Can the guy I get fill the shoes of a number one option in the event that one, if not both of, of my main guys are out? And that's that's the question I have to ask. Because if I'm giving up three and four picks for OG Ananobi, you better be able to be a, a fringe all-star or something, bro. So that that's kind of where I'm at with it. Chaz, you nailed it. I'm going to Toledo in a second. Chaz, you nailed it. You did a, you did a hot take a while back, but you said the Timberwolves screwed up the entire free uh, free agent market with their trade with Rudy Gobert. They've messed up the entire trade market for maybe for the next couple of years uh, because of yeah. what they got for Rudy Gobert. Uh, and that's why everyone's, hey, I'm, I want four or five first-round picks. And it's crazy because right. all they really did was mess up their team. Uh, their team, they're, they're, we said this, though. They're awful. They crippled that team. It's, it's ridiculous. I'm gonna say Close this. Out. I feel like I didn't realize uh OG was shooting 36% from three. Um, that kind of changes <laughs> things in my eyes. I don't want to give up multiple picks for him though. Like I I don't like like Chaz just said, I do understand, you know, if we if we make a move, I don't I don't necessarily like want to give up 
I don't know. It just doesn't sound sexy giving up three first round picks for Ojean and Obi. If I if I gotta oh. be honest, but he's averaging he's averaging eighteen, he's averaging almost six assists, he's averaging two steals, doesn't pass the ball at all though. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's <laughs> kind of like a black hole. It's a black hole right there. Like you ball go in and it's never coming back out to you. Um, I I, oh, I, I like yeah. how he plays. Um, but yeah, I, I mean I don't know. I feel like for me, you know, bogey buddy. That type of spacer would would be better for us. I love OG's defense though. Like to have, yeah. I don't know if you you know if you get OG, do you trade her for OG? Like I don't know, I don't know the specifics of the trade. How how he would? Yeah, Probably the trade base, right? the context matters. The yeah. trade, yeah, the, the pieces in the trade matter, and that's something we'll. The only person that will know that is Trajan and, and David Griffin. But let um, me say this: close it out. If Jackson Hayes is on the team at the trade deadline, I don't know what else to tell y'all. Can we talk? about I mean, he handed the ball in the corner. That was I've been trying to give Jack some praise, and he played, and then he did the thing in Boston where he he, he was in the corner. CJ drove hard, and he was there for the three point opportunity. He drove it in into Grant Williams, and then just threw it to Derek White. That was Pass. he like handed it off to yeah, Derek it White. Was, it was special. It was something. It was it was something. So, um, Sunday night show. Love this here. Uh, presented by Company Burger and DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of Boot Crew Media and the NBA and also NFL. Use code BOOT. You see down there, NFL playoffs going on. Bet new users, you can bet $5. Bet on any team to win their NFL playoff matchup. You win $150 in free bets by using code BOOT. Uh, also pre- presented to you by Birdsaw Law Firm and Sidecar slash the Rusty Nail. We'll start doing live shows there here soon. Lito, Chaz, Cold, and background. Lala's in the background. Appreciate y'all. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe to the channel. Love to hear your thoughts on who the Pelicans should trade target uh, coming up here in the next couple weeks and also what y'all think about Brandon and Zion Williamson injuries. We will see y'all tomorrow. We got to recap tomorrow. against Cavs. We'll see y'all tomorrow. Cuckoo. Later, guys.